0: Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. If I could be anything in life, I would be a TV historian. I love TV, just ask my family. What amazes me is just how connected television is to the modern history of our politics, culture, and daily lives. Here's an example. In early March, 1951, a Philadelphia man was watching TV so intently that he became, as Life magazine reported, quote, unaware of a fire until it had destroyed a shed in his backyard and swept into the upper story of his home. No, the man was not watching the Howdy Doody show. Like other popular TV shows, it had been preempted for a new form of television, a live congressional hearing like the ones that have come to regularly grip the country. Back then, in 1951, millions of Americans tuned in as Senator Estes Kefauver, a Democrat from Tennessee, conducted a sweeping investigation into organized crime on live TV. Here's how Life Magazine described the moment, quote, it became apparent that at least one-fifth of the population had absented itself from normal pursuits. All along the television cable, it had gone suddenly indoors, into living rooms, taverns and club rooms, auditoriums and back offices. There, in eerie half light, looking at millions of small frosty screens, people sat as if charmed. Reporters even called housewives for the reactions. One said, it is positively the most wonderful thing I ever saw. Kefauver did not set out to create a television circus, as critics and media scholars later called the hearings. It went viral on its own. How? Well, the senator traveled around the country taking testimony. Local TV stations carried some of the proceedings. As the senator's committee moved from city to city, word spread across the country about the unfolding drama. While bits and pieces of congressional hearings back then had been shown on newsreels, the Kefauver hearings were the first time they were carried live across the country. The subject matter—racketeering, corruption, violence—combined with the immediacy of television was irresistible. One newspaper columnist wrote that a friend hadn't eaten in a week because his wife was judging the case. Amazing stuff. Advertisers became interested. Time magazine even sponsored TV coverage in an attempt to sell subscriptions. The senator had totally lost control. The hearings were taking over the country, and he wasn't happy about it. Congress was not happy either, especially after one advertiser sent a telegram to the committee that said, according to an account in Journalism Quarterly, quote, national sales of our Pops Right brand for home popping are up 112% in the last week. Your television audience apparently likes to munch popcorn as it hisses the villain. Keefauffer responded by banning sponsorships. He felt that they took away from the dignity of the proceedings. But while he publicly seethed about the hearings turning into a spectacle... There is no doubt that TV was quite good for his own brand. Before the hearings, Kefauver was pretty much a nobody in national politics. After them, he beat out a fellow named John F. Kennedy for the vice presidential spot on Adelaide Stevenson's losing ticket in 1956. Kefauver did win something, though, for his efforts. In 1952, the Television Academy gave him an award for Special Achievement, in Emmy. I'm Mike Rosenwald, thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.